Welcome to the You Can Tell the Children podcast, a place where sharing God's word with the next generation in your circle of influence can be simple, easy, and fun. We know that intentionally teaching children about God and the relevancy of His word will be a game changer in their homes, schools, and communities. This podcast is a ministry of Bible to School, the experts in engaging children with the Word of God. Together, we will make sure you can tell the children about the love of Jesus. Ready, set, let's go. Well, good day to you, our podcast listening friends. This is your host, Meredith Steidler, bringing you episode number 65 of the You Can Tell the Children podcast. Do your kids ever completely check out as you do a family devo or read through a passage of scripture? Unfortunately, I know this has happened in my home, and I'm fairly certain I'm not alone. Today, we're going to hear from Marie, one of our beloved Bible to School teachers, as she breaks down a well-known Old Testament story for us in the form of a skit. Not only will today's episode inspire you to bring the Bible to life, it will also serve as a resource you'll want to refer back to anytime the topic of forgiveness comes up. With this in mind, you'll want to head over to our website, bible2school.com. That's bible2school.com and click on the resources tab. This is where you'll find our show notes from today's episode. And while you're there, go ahead and click on that big red tab that says bring Bible to School to your community so we can explore bringing this program to your area. Are you ready to hear how you can teach forgiveness in a super creative way? Let's jump into Corey's conversation with Marie now. Well, I'm so excited to have a friend with me today, Marie Good, and we're talking about forgiveness today. And children want to know a lot about forgiveness. It's, it's such an important part of getting along with others around them, their siblings, their classmates. I mean, in a world filled with conflict to navigate, I mean, learning how to forgive is pretty important. It's an important part of healthy marriages, healthy families, healthy friendships, any healthy relationship. You got to learn how to forgive. And many kids want to know, well, what does the Bible say about forgiveness? So today I asked Marie to come with us on this journey today because we have a really fun, interactive way of teaching forgiveness with the story of Jacob and Esau, Marie. And we're so excited to have you to tell us all about that today because I think our listeners would love to hear this. So Marie, welcome to our podcast. You can tell the children. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Sure, sure. Well, You've been with us before. You are a loved, very well-loved a leader at Bible to School. So can you talk with people who don't know about you at all today can, or don't know you? Can you like share about yourself, your family, what vacation you like to go on? What's your favorite things about working with children? Well, I have three grown children who all used to be part of Bible to School years ago. And when you asked me about vacations, I absolutely love vacations. So I probably loved every vacation I've been on. (laughs) Me too. Um, (laughs) But I really like camping on vacation. And I love a campfire. Sitting around a campfire, just talking with your family. I love sitting around a campfire. Yes. And with the children, the one thing I love doing with children is telling them who God created them to be and seeing their eyes light up when you do that. So you like campfires. I love a good campfire. Yes, I love sitting around talking at a campfire with my family and a lot of friends. That's awesome. And the one thing I love about working with children is I love to see their eyes light up when 
you tell them who God created them to be. When Christ formed us, he knit us together. And there's all these giftings and talents and our identity is within us. And when we speak to the children and we pull out those giftings and remind them what they're good at or remind them who they are and their eyes just light up because they realize that they've just been seen. Oh, that is good. That is true. They just light up like crazy. And God does that. He gives that hope and that truth that we put into them and it gives them value. Our value is in Christ. So I love, I love doing that too, Marie. I'm mm-hmm. with you on that. Yeah. So um, today, part of our Christian walk is this whole idea, this whole concept of forgiveness. And it's a hard concept for kids, you know? <laughs> so, I mean, how would you define forgiveness? What would, in your words, how would you just define what the Bible says about forgiveness? Well, Corey, it's a hard concept for adults too sometimes, not just for kids, right? Right. <laughs> yes. But I would say forgiveness is when we release another person from the debt that they owe us because of something they did to us that hurt us so that we don't have to carry the heaviness of that bitterness anymore. So it's a freedom for us. Right. No more baggage. No Mm -hmm. no baggage to to carry around. I I absolutely agree with that. But the question is, why should we forgive them? I mean, sometimes they don't even deserve it, Marie. I mean, I get this question from kids all the time. Like, people don't say they're sorry. Why why should we be forgiving them? Or maybe they hurt us and they didn't even know they hurt us, so they they didn't ask for forgiveness. I mean, should we still forgive them? Well, the answer is yes, but it's it's hard for us to understand that concept of, you know, can we give forgiveness when it's not even asked for? But, you know, forgiveness is a gift that we give to someone, but it's also a gift that we give to ourselves. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, when you're talking about forgiving, it is something that you actually uh, kind of goes against our grain. We want to be right. Mm-hmm. We want to be mad. We want to be like, we're, we're not going to hang out with you anymore. But the Bible says something else about that. And when we talk to our Bible to school kids and we get into what the Bible says about it, we have a very interactive way to teach kids about forgiveness. And so I was excited for you to share that with our listeners today. And we're using this, the story of Jacob and Esau, two brothers. Mm-hmm. And we know how brothers can be, right? Not getting along. These brothers uh, had a special story about forgiveness. So do you want to tell us about that? Sure. So yes, at Bible to School, we try to make the Bible come to life by using tangible, interactive ways to do so. So with Jacob and Esau, we do some acting out with the kids. With Jacob and Esau, we allow the kids to act out the story. So is that very, is that effective for them to act it out? I mean, they, they get into it, don't they? Oh, yes. They love acting out the stories. And it seems like when you do something tangible, your brain remembers it a little better. Right. But this is a special acting out because there's something about a freeze frame. Tell me what freeze frame is. So a freeze frame is when the children get in position of the scene and they freeze. They're not supposed to move which that can be very hard sometimes because they like to move or be silly, but they do really try their hardest not to move. Well, tell me more about that. How does that work? Okay. So with Jacob and Esau, we break this up into four scenes. So we have a Jacob, we have an Esau, we have an Isaac and a Rebecca, and each child can put a costume on if they want to. When I say costume, I'm not thinking of anything too fancy, but you can use a towel, a bathrobe, a big t-shirt with a tie around it. And so anything around, anything around your house, 
I mean, you could yeah, just anything. put it on them and they would love it. <laughs> tea, tea towel, anything. <laughs> so they can put on their costumes and we break the story up to four different scenes. And in the first scene, we have Jacob sitting on a chair with Esau in a begging position. They set up in that way. And we have two curtain holders. So we have a big sheet for a curtain. And while they're setting up, we have the curtain, two curtain holders on either side of the curtains, holding it up, holding the sheet up. And then once the children are set up in their position, we drop the sheet down and there's a freeze frame. Okay. Yep. In the first freeze frame scene, we have Jacob sitting on a chair and Esau in a begging position. Right. And if you do, if you have a couple kids at home, um, if you only have two or three kids, they can't do the freeze frizz. You don't have enough enough people. What would you recommend, Marie? If you don't have enough people for the freeze frame, you can use dolls. You can use stuffed animals. To set up that freeze frame. They freeze pretty well, don't they? Yeah, they, they actually sit more still than the children do. <laughs> <laughs> so you drop, the, you drop the, um, the, the sheet and you set the freeze frame. Now what happens? So then our first scene is going to be when Jacob is cooking and Esau comes in hungry and he wants stew and Esau decides to trade his birthright, which we would then would talk about that a birthright is a blessing that the father would have given to his oldest son. So he decides to trade his blessing in for a bowl of stew. Wow. So you're so while the kids are frozen, you you're the narrator and you are telling the story, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Awesome. So then when the first scene is over, our curtain sheet goes up again and the children switch around or the dolls or the stuffed animals, whatever you're using, they switch around for scene two. And in scene two, we have Jacob kneeling and Isaac sitting in a chair with his hand on Jacob's head. So then the curtain comes down and the narrator tells the part of the story where Isaac has gotten older and he's now not in good health. His eyes are not good. And while Esau was out hunting for food, Jacob then puts the hairy blanket on. Like Yes, a, what, the blanket. Like, or, oh, the kids love that. that you know, a, the anything arm is that hairy. Feels yeah. hairy. Yeah. <laughs> anything that feels hairy. Because they're not hairy. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, because Jacob is now going to trick his dad that he is now Esau. Mm -hmm. And he's going to trick him because Isaac cannot see very well. He's going to pretend he's Esau so he can get that birthright, that blessing from his dad. So the kids are actually in the story. They're like participating in the story in, this, in these freeze frames. Oh, yes. They're drawing in. They're listening. They're listening hard because they got to know when their parts are, right? <laughs> they do. And they got to hear what they have to do. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Scene so three. Tell us about scene three. So in scene three, then curtain goes back up. And when the curtain comes down, we have Esau with outraged expression and Isaac looking surprised because now Esau comes back in from hunting and he realizes what just happened. His birthright was taken from him. His brother tricked him. And Esau is not a happy person right now. And so Jacob fears and runs away. And then our curtain goes back up. Curtain goes back up again. Curtain goes back up. Yeah. So they're getting into all this in bite chunks. It's not yes. just somebody reading reading a story. It's we stop and start it and we explain and, and answer yes. questions. Absolutely. Yes. And Engage. make it very tangible and hands-on. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then we have one last scene, which is the greatest scene. It's scene four. 
where we're going to see the forgiveness and the reconciliation of the brothers. And this is years later. Jacob is still very fearful what Esau is going to do, but Esau wants to meet up and Jacob goes and Esau sees them and they run together. And it's because Esau had worked through forgiveness. And Jacob was able to receive the forgiveness that Esau was giving him. And so now we have reconciliation with the brothers. Let's pause right now and take a question from one of our Bible to School kids. Does God still forgive us? One of my favorite memory verses at Bible to School is from Hebrews 13, 8, which reads, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Our children can be assured that the God who forgave Jonah and gave him a second chance is the same God today who will forgive us and give us a second chance. What a comfort it is to know that in the middle of a change or uncertainty is our God who always keeps his promises. So in each of the scenes, what I'm hearing you say is that uh, you position the children behind the curtain. The curtain is up. You put the curtain down, have the kids freeze, and then you actually read the story or tell or paraphrase the story. Yeah. Make it exciting. Make you know, l- make sure they know what's going on. But you're breaking it up into those four scenes so that the kids can digest it and be a part of it. Right, right. So you do that. They're excited. You could even do this in front of your family. I mean, you could actually you know, uh, perform this, practice it and perform it in front of the family, you Mm -hmm. know, to really get everybody involved. But then we go, we ask deeper questions after this. Tell me about those deeper questions, Marie. Yes. So you ask questions because you want the children to think through what was going on in the scriptures and in this story. So our one question that we ask is, what did Rebecca, the mother and Jacob do? Do you get the answers from the kids or I mean, you have to, to prompt them or what, what do you do? Yes. Well, when we ask the question, we usually get a lot of answers from the kids, (laughs) (laughs) but you know, we talk about, we talk with the children that, you know, they didn't wait for God to act. They try to do things on their own to Mm -hmm. take what they thought was rightfully theirs, but was not. Right. And they lied. I mean, they Mm -hmm. they pretty much outright lied trying, Mm -hmm. thinking they're doing the right thing. And you know, they're not, you know, in the big picture, they were not. Mm -hmm. So another question too, that we ask them is how did their action affect their family? Oh, good question. Mm -hmm. Yes. And how could have this been avoided? So those are really deep questions for them to think through. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty much tore the family apart and, Mm -hmm. you know, years later they reconciled and you can really let people know that, that if you don't forgive right away, it can, it can be a long time. And, and hurt and hurt mm-hmm. relationships. But man, they, when God gets involved, it all works out. So that, mm-hmm. that's why I love telling the kids, you know, God has this, you know, when we, when we talk about this. So what else do we ask them when we're probing other questions and getting conversation going? Because now they're all, they're all energized because they've just been part of a, a big, you know, freeze frame. So oh, yes. you want to capitalize <laughs> on that. So what else do you ask them, Marie? And another question would be too, is how did Jacob and Esau finally become family again? Yeah. Yeah. How did their heart change? Right. And whose heart changed? Mm, True. Mm -hmm. Because it wasn't just one heart change because for them to be reconciled, they had to both have a heart change. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's where it's, you know what, that's where I think you and I 
had talked before is that sometimes, you know, forgiveness, the heart, the forgiving person is their heart has changed. Like you said, we don't have that Mm -hmm. burden anymore. We're forgiving for us, but the other person didn't ask for forgiveness or maybe they are still hurting them. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, what, what do you do with that, Marie? Well, in that situation, you know, we can talk about how you can give someone forgiveness, but that doesn't mean you need to trust them. That doesn't mean they're a safe person. That's right. You know, it just means that we don't have to carry the yuckiness of the unforgiveness and we can understand that they're not a safe person or they're not someone to trust. And in some situations, you know, other adults need to get involved. So we need to be really sensitive to what the children are going through and what they're telling us. Right, right. And it's logical things. I mean, mm-hmm. we're always, always making sure the kids are in a safe place. But yes. in a healthy relationship, mm-hmm. like, like here with yep. Esau and Jacob, we're trying to really highlight that healthiness mm-hmm. and what God ideally wants is for us, our heart, both hearts to change. But sometimes that doesn't right. always happen in life. And, and we've right. got to prepare kids that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Psalm 65.3, which I love, it says, when we are overwhelmed by sins, you forgave our transgression. Mm. And that kind of makes you go right into, man, God forgave us. You kind of mm-hmm. pivot into that. That's what we do in the lesson. Tell us about that, Marie. How do you pivot into God, to God forgiving us? Well, at Bible to School, we have these crosses and we call them the CBAs. And so we start going into the CBAs with the children. And that's how we can talk to them about, you know, we can have a relationship with Jesus. We ask him to forgive us of our sins and he can be our best friend forever. Right. Because it, it CBA stands for confess. Believe, believe and ask. Yes. And we confess, you know, that we, everybody needs to confess they've sinned and made bad choices. You know, the believe, we believe that Jesus died for our sins. And then, you know, A is ask, you know, ask God into your life to be a part of your life forever. Mm-hmm. So confess, believe and ask. And we actually have it on a square and it folds out into a cross of confess, believe and ask. And how amazing to make it that personal. When you you, know, you start with them all you know, dressed up in these freeze-framed scenes, these four scenes with Jacob and Esau, and actually watching a story of forgiveness of two brothers, and then bringing it home with, and God forgave you. So mm-hmm. it's, it's a great segue into that, don't you think? Yeah, I think it's a great segue into seeing God's love for us and how much he wants a relationship with us and his forgiveness for us. Yeah, it's a, it's a simple way to teach how to forgive and that for Jesus forgave us, you know? Mm-hmm. And I actually have a cool God story to share before we end here about forgiveness at Bible to School. There was a class we had, and, and a friend of mine told this, told me that she was a small group leader. And she said she, this particular class through the years uh, were, had kind of a reputation of bullying each other. Like the, even, even the, the public school teachers and administrators were like, we don't know what to do with this class. They don't get along. They're always, you know, it's very unruly and they're not nice to each other. And so they had to se- actually had to separate them in the cafeteria. It was pretty, pretty bad scene. So some parents signed them up for this, for our program. And they all came during lunch hour once a week to learn about the Bible. And of course this Jacob and Esau came up and the one little girl, when they were talking about forgiveness, she looked over and said, you know, I, I'm bullying that girl right next to me and I'm not very nice to her. And the small group leader said, you know, 
well, maybe you, maybe you want to forgive her, you know, or maybe you want to ask forgiveness, you know, ask forgiveness for that. And she looked over and she leaned over and asked forgiveness. And the little girl on the spot, because these are kids, they're amazing, forgave her. And it started this chain reaction in this class. By the end of the year, the school administrators are like, what did you do with this class? They are all being nice to each other. It obviously changed their hearts. Forgiveness can just melt away all that aggression or anger or, mm-hmm. I don't know, just this feeling of, of uh, just not worthiness for each other and not niceness for each other. And I, I just, I am just as excited because, you know, Jacob and Esau have just had something as simple as doing a freeze frame and, you know, having a sheet go up and talking about a, a story like that, like you, like you described, can change kids' lives and change kids' hearts uh, mm-hmm. because it's the word of God, Marie. The word of God does that, doesn't it? It does. It's powerful and alive. And forgiveness opens the door for God to move. We see God move all the time mm-hmm. with that in Bible to school. But so thank you, Marie, for sharing this creative way to learn about forgiveness. And maybe our audience will want to try this. Grandmas, uh, parents out there, aunts and uncles, maybe you want to try this with the kids and do a do a show in front of your family and talk about forgiveness and how it's not easy all the time, but God makes a way for us to forgive. Mm-hmm. Marie, would you please close us in prayer? Sure, I would love to. Dear Father, I just thank you so much for your love. I thank you, Lord, how you desire to have a relationship with us. Lord, I thank you for your forgiveness. And I thank you for the children, Lord. I just pray, Father God, that you would just show us ways to make your word tangible to these children. And I just pray for the children's heart, Lord, that they will be tender and ready to receive from you, Lord, and to hear that you love them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I'm over here chewing on Marie's definition of forgiveness, that it's when we release someone from the debt they owe us so we don't have to carry the heaviness of bitterness anymore. No more baggage. Who of you can relate to this? Have you ever had to forgive someone who never asked your forgiveness? I just love how this Bible to School lesson creatively acts out a very difficult journey towards forgiveness and restoration. Did you know that our Bible to School website has an entire page of fun activities and ideas that you can use at home? It's pretty cool. Go check it out at BibleToSchool.com. That's Bible2School.com and click on the Resources tab, then the Bible to School at Home tab. There are currently 10 different options to choose from, including a brick activity and guided conversation that will help your child visually and physically understand the weight of not forgiving others. Don't miss out on these great activities that make sharing Jesus simple, easy, and fun with any child in your circle of influence. You'll also want to hop over to our blog, which you connect with from the resources tab on our website. The most recent entry will give you even more ideas of how to teach your kids to forgive, especially when it's hard. As always, thank you for your support and don't forget to stop in here next week as we talk to my friend and fellow podcaster, Laurie Christine, about teaching kids contentment. Until then, have a wonderful week. And remember, you can tell the children in your life about Jesus in fun and interactive ways.